It is time. It is that time of the week again when we bring you the Otto Show. And I'm happy to be here once again. My name is Osei Kwame, and here on this show, we bring you the conversations that matter to you. Anything that has to do with your car, your riding experience, all the rules, everything in between is right here on this show between 4 and 5 p.m. on 97.3 City FM. And this show is proudly sponsored by Toto Quads. Keep your engine younger for longer. Yes, yes, yes. And today's conversation, well, we're going to talk about something that we haven't touched on deeply. Is it before a while? I'm not sure how to put it, but yeah. We're talking about the batteries. Yes. I'm sure you're driving your car forgetting that. Oh, yeah, it actually does use batteries. So yeah, that's why we're here today to discuss the batteries of the car. And with me right here is Daniel Duncan. He's the battery guy. Look, let me tell you a story even before I begin. So this this past Friday, is it last Friday? Yeah, I was going home. No, I went to pack somewhere to buy something. I came back. I'm starting the car. It's not starting. And I was already thinking, hmm. If it's this alternator, eh? this guy that has changed this alternator that has not taken long, he's going to pay me my money. So like when I when I open the the car with the uh, remote, it, it does open. So I'm thinking, no, that could, it couldn't be the battery. Why? It's not the battery. So I went to call this mechanic around the corner. He came to check. He said it was a battery. I'm like, ah, but this battery is just a year old and it's like literally new. So I'm not expecting it to be the one. He said the alternator is working fine so it's not the battery i'm like okay cool can he start it for me jump starts okay i go home i park and boom it's dead so that's where daniel came in i had to call him to come and fix my battery he is your 24 7 battery fixing guy and so yeah he came he saved me and i was like you know what no i need to talk about batteries because this one has disgraced me so i'll do batteries so that's where the conversation started. So if you just tune in, that's where we're going today, talking about batteries and uh, what you need to know about them. Everything, everything you need to know about batteries. Now, let me say something, though. Daniel is a battery expert, not a general mechanic. If you do have questions um, on general issues of the car, well, 
then you may want to send us an email. We're going to take your messages, all right, but then we're going to find a way to answer them via email for you because um, Daniel is a battery specialist and that throwing him to different waters might be a bit challenging. So, yeah, let's do that via email. We're going to find answers for you in the back room, if I should say. So, yes, stick around. Let's have a conversation about batteries. If you've had any issues with batteries, your car not starting, what may be connected to it and why, all those questions will be answered today on the show. Stick around. Ah, you know, Papa see that. No, 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 be this guy. This guy in old days. Hey, honey, that's my old school friend, Papa C. Hey, he's, 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 see, he's Ricky Tika. Hey, this guy, Papa C. for you. Always making fun of people. Hey, Papa C. Momo! Momo! Are you going for Rosemont's wedding? Yeah, my guy. Charlie, I'll go meet you there. Bobo! Bobo! You're your regatica! Bobo, Yele. Really? <laughs> Honey, you know, that's old school stuff, man. And you're true. But didn't you see him at the filling station? The total filling station? I didn't see him. There was a total quartz gallon on his car. I think he was changing his oil. Oh. Ah, this regatica changing oil. <laughs> Yehua! How this car fit past me? Total Quads. Keep your engine younger for longer. All right, so yes, we're ready to go. Hopefully our batteries are charged well enough for the next 45 minutes right here on the show. So yeah, done. Yeah. Charlie, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. And thank you for saving my life last weekend. You're most welcome. All right, so let's talk about batteries. I, I usually like to, like, you know, start from the beginning. Usually the beginning whereby we define what it is and go into the history of how it started, what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Before we talk, start talking about issues that could come with batteries and what you need to know, the types and blah, blah. So by the time we finish, we've covered everything. So let's start from what, what, what exactly is the battery before we go into what a car battery is and what you know it entails yeah so let's let's start from there so a battery is a device the car battery is a device that supplies um, power to your car so it's a device that makes sure your car starts okay basically that's what a car battery does so um after starting then the alternator takes over the work of the battery yeah Okay, that's that's uh, so the wait, does that mean the alternator is in charge of making sure other electronic or electrical elements in the car stay working? Yes, yes, basically that's the job of the alternator. So if I if I, if I start the car, what's the battery doing now? It's not doing anything. The alternator starts the work after you start your car. So after you start your car, then the alternator takes over. So so this expensive thing. As soon as I start and my alternator is working. Wait, aren't there other elements in the car that rely on the battery while, the, I mean, even if the alternator is not... No, the battery's job is to turn the starter. So even before cars um, started, start, um, before we started using batteries, it was because people, um, cars that were, um, came in the beginning, they were just... Um, instead of cranking start, them up. Cranking, yeah, instead of using the battery. So the main job, batteries were introduced when start the um, the starter motor became electronic or yeah. electrical yeah it became yeah oh okay okay so now i get it so now let's 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 break down what's what's the the, the types of um car batteries that we have and since we now know what they do let's let, let's take a look at the it's a brief history 
of where we've come from in terms of um, new technologies or old technologies that are no more working. So how, how, wh so how did we arrive at where we are now? Okay. But maybe because before you go into where we are now, you, you should tell us where we are now. What, what's the best, I mean, device or battery style on the, on the market and what used to be? So now what's common and what's in vogue now is the sealed car battery. The one that does not require you to top the water, it comes with the acid, the electrolyte inside. Um, previously, it was the flooded type, the one that you would have to buy your battery, take it to someone, or probably the battery dealer would pour the acid inside, wait for it to charge, put it on charge before you come and take your battery. So like, it'll take you like four hours to get your battery, you pay, then later you come for your battery. But now, it's a sealed one. You don't need to charge, it comes with an electrolyte inside. So you just pay, you just go. Put it in your car, that's it. Ah. Ah. Wait. The, wait, put the acid inside and you have to wait and charge yeah. and... That was old technology. Yeah. And even with this new sealed um, technology we have now, it started way back in 1971. So it's like 49 years now. Yeah. Okay. What, 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 is, what, is, what, is, what is the general composition of a regular battery? So when you take the battery like that, it's in a plastic case. And yeah. yeah when you open it, you see it divided into six equal parts. So a part brings out um, the vote of two, two volts, but like say 2.1. That's why you say every battery is 12 volts. So two times the six cells. And it's made up of um, plates of lead immersed in electrolytes. And the electrolyte is, um, is made up of... Um, 65% water and 35% sulfuric acid. So that's what you have in your battery with the poles on top with connections inside, series. Connection is series. Yeah. So you get your 12 volt car battery. Wow. That's interesting. Okay, so now let's let's look at the types and the sizes. What, what what do we need to know about like types and sizes of batteries and what your car needs and what car needs what? Let's let's look at smaller cars, medium size, and even trucks. What 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 do I need to look out for when I go out onto the market, like to buy a battery? So you first have to look out for your car, the capacity it requires, the battery would need. You see, every car has a different its different need. You can't put a battery for a Picanto in a Corolla, even though it would start, it wouldn't last. You understand? So these are the things you have to look out for: the needs of your car. The, uh, the size, the, the, your engine size, your um, the, the type of engine, these are the things you have to look out for before you buy a battery. Okay, so you've mentioned these are the things like the type of, but what what do they have like names or sizes like numbers? Yes, battery comes in batteries come in ratings, um, the cold cranking arms and the, the number of arms they carry. So it ranges from like some 36 amps up until 120 amps 150 amps 180 amps that's the rating of a battery so that's why you say the 13 plates 15 plates 11 plates 9 plates that's that's it when you say 13 plates what does it mean um, it, um, it, it, um it, like the size of the battery yeah the amp rating you understand that's what it means like there's a lot of calculation that goes into it the number of amps you divide it by a number you get your plate configuration okay so an average um salon car should use what where average means say a, a corolla 
a cola ideally a 15 plate is okay yeah. a 15 plate 15 ideally plate, is yeah. okay yeah okay and if if for example i'm not i'm not i don't have a 15 plate available is it possible to use a higher plate what, what would be the effect of using a big is it 15 the highest for the batteries no it goes up to 25 33 plates that's and what the damper tracks use 33 plates that's the highest so you have from um, 9 11 13 15 17 19 then from 19 21 21 25 33 Okay, let's just say a closer, a very closer one, a closer number to the 15, for example. A 13. No, I'm going higher. 19. Is that 17? 17. If or I use 15. a 17, if I use a 17 for, say, my Corolla, Corolla and it, it demands or it requires a 15, what happens to the car? Nothing happens, but it, will, it, will, it wouldn't even fit into the compartment. Let's, let's just say it, it, will, it will sit somewhere. Nothing will happen to it. You can use it. But cost-wise, it doesn't. You it's not advisable to buy a higher plate that you will not need for your car. Okay, okay. Now let's let's look at things like how long should the battery last, how we should take care of it, and what we need to know and do. So, um, over the years, me selling batteries and being in this battery business, when you read online, you realize people say. Ideally, a battery should do four to five years and all. But with our type of, with our climate and everything, um, the average a battery would do here is like between two and a half to three and a half years. Yeah. But there are so many factors that account for this. Okay, let's break it down. Mm -hmm. So for your battery to um, do this, driving habits come into play. Um, your the way um, batteries exposed to heat, um, the way you use your electrical functions and everything come into play as to whether to do your required time or not. Yeah. Okay. So driving habits like what would affect the car? I need to know. I need. We need to be specific because if you say driving habits, it's quite general. Mm. So what kind of driving habits affects the battery? Short trips short trips yeah you go just go here just turn it off just go here turn it off. because you know when the battery comes on the alternator is charging it so when you do these short trips um, it doesn't get enough time to charge then after some time the plates become hard inside corrosion takes place you can't you start seeing this white substance around your terminals yeah so you should avoid short trips if you can but there's nothing you can do about it. That's what I'm saying. With our weather and everything, ideally two and a half to three and a half is okay. Okay. What other is it? Is it is okay? Yeah, I see this quite a lot. When you when you go to, for example, go and wash your car, you realize that um, the radio is on. Playing the radio when uh, the engine is not running, you will drain your battery, and it will not make it last. Yeah. Okay. So many habits. Right. So I want to know when or when we know what to do, like when to change our battery. And we're going to link it to the alternator very soon. But I want to know some of the do's and don'ts with our battery. I mean, you, you just said that we should avoid short trips. Um, don't use your radio whilst the car is stationary. And Make sure your lights are turned off before you exit your car. And this thing, you know, people would park and the doors are open and they, you hear some noise like the kids inside. All these things drain your battery. 
Yeah. Okay. I um so can you list the do's and don'ts for the for the for us not like to So um you know with the sealed batteries they say they are maintenance free. But in reality they are not maintenance free. You'd have to maintain your batteries. That's what people don't know. If you want it to last, you'd have to maintain your battery and make sure it's in good shape. So you would first of all you would have to make sure your battery is clean, the terminals are tight, and your battery is in a um, properly logged to the clamp to the case. You know, some cars come with the battery protection over it and all. People would uh, say, oh, it's nothing. But you know, when you're driving on a bumpy road, the battery is, is made up of plates with connections inside. They can break and they wear with when the road is. So your battery should be firmly fixed in its place. Yeah. In its compartment. Yeah. And uh, you make sure you're um, always try as much as possible to park in the shade. You don't, you don't park in the sun, expose the battery to heat. So you realize people who drive cars like the Mercedes, where they have the batteries in the boots, uh, the trunk and all their batteries last longer than people who have their batteries exposed where the engine is okay mm. I, don't, I don't i didn't i didn't know some of them had their okay so what what other things should we note in terms of our do's and don'ts you make sure your positive terminal is covered with the red you know most of the positive com terminals come on the cover you make sure it's covered with that red thing it's not exposed to any metal part of the the, the, the car the chassis of the car it could it could short circuit your car it could start a fire too so most issues with them these small cars is that he's driving the battery is not firmly fit, fitted in the the space there then the, he passes on a bumpy road the battery touches the the positive touches touches the bonnet and it starts a spark or something yeah all these things would shorten your life of your battery and also when your battery runs down you don't have to say, okay, I've charged it with the alternator. So that's it. You kill the battery. Yeah. Okay. If you just tune in, you are listening to The Auto Show right here on 97.3 City FM. If you have any questions with relation to batteries and how to maintain them and how to use them, you can send it to 0549 986996. That is 0549 Now, remember, Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Now, we introduce a new addition to the Quartz range, which is the Total Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age resistance technology that is art for latest generation angels the engines that require zero w20 or a viscosity grade in its class quartz 9000 future gf5 zero w20 reduces your fuel consumption increases your oil change interval ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness of course it does protects against emission control systems protects the emission control system not against it and reduces the release of harmful emissions into our environment so remember that remember that you do need this total quads 9000 if your engine does require to use you that to for you to use that now total quads 9000 delivers beyond performance total quads engine oil keep your engine younger for longer keep your messages coming in if you have any with relation to the battery conversation we're having that is zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six that is zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six 
We're gonna continue the conversation right after this. Hey, Papa C, Chale, you remember that one, a song? Who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? Who's the Papa, papa, I already get it. How if you take past me? You for love your car, my guy. You see those signs? The way they in the love bazaar, one of the Bobo, I they use total quartz engine oil. It gets from age resistant technology. Wait, they keep your engine younger for longer. I change engine like three times. Hey. Oh, total quartz engine oil. They withstand extreme temperature conditions. It they enhance engine cleanliness. It they protect your engine under difficult weather conditions. It they reduce your maintenance cost. Wow. My guy. Total quartz engine oil get approval from all the major vehicle manufacturers. Who? Hey. I they tell you. Uh-huh. Tell you what Total Quads, keep your engine younger for longer. Can't touch this. Alright, so keep your engine younger for longer. And send your messages into 0549-986-996. That is 0549-986-996. Now, there's this, there's, I always go here with um, a lot of the components of cars, especially. And you, you mentioned driving habits and all that. So let's look at some myths about or so that we can debunk it. For example, what myth did I know about car battery safe? And when you put it on the floor, it will drain. When you put it on a concrete floor, it will drain. One of those. Yeah. So, so it's just... um, in the beginning, batteries, the casing of the battery was made with wood. So when you have the battery in wood um, and you put it on concrete, it tends to discharge faster. But we're now, the advent of... What, what was, why was that, why was that the effect? And wood making it drain faster and concrete. Discharge um, is, is, is a normal occurrence in batteries. Just that it gets to a point that the rate of discharge is faster than. But it's a normal thing with batteries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why people will say that I bought a brand new battery and it didn't last. These things are all discharge issues too. Yeah. Okay. So, so the myth is that people say if I store my battery on the floor, it will drain. No. It won't drain. With now the conc- uh, plastic casing that your battery is in, um, it ensures that it won't drain f- faster and it won't drain the way you, you understand when you leave it on the concrete. Yeah. Right. And people say, okay, I left my car to my battery drain. I probably I left my lights on and my battery drain. And when I came back, a, a friend jammed me and uh, now it's you, no. Your bat- you, you are killing your battery when you do that. When your battery drains, the best thing to do is it, it, probably at a point in time, you don't have a battery charger or somebody to charge your battery for you. So you jump start fine and go home. But when you get home, what you have to do is to put your battery, remove it from the car and make sure it's charged using a battery charger. Because the, comp- the composition of the electrolyte in the asset, that's 65% water and 35% um, sulfuric acid. When your battery drains, it just means that the sulfuric acid has left the thing and it's all water. And when you leave your alternator to charge it, the alternator is not a battery charger. It's, it's a charger, but it's not a battery charger. It will do what we call surface charging. It won't charge it deeply. And you realize that after some... T- okay, wait, let me get this straight. It's not a battery charger. As in, battery charging here being that there's a, a special machine... Yes. Yes, there's a special machine for charging. Okay, so batteries. like the way we have phone yeah. chargers, yeah. there's a special machine that charges yeah. batteries proper. Yes, yes. But the alternator is a surface charger. Yeah, it's, it will just 
surface charger. It doesn't charge deeply like the, a real machine. Yeah. And the thing too with car batteries is this: uh, the plates in the car battery, the lead, they are thin compared to what we call the deep cycle batteries. That's what the one that the golf carts use, the ships, and th those ones they have thicker plates, so they can withstand deep discharge. But your car battery can't dis uh, withstand that thing. Why, why, why exactly are car batteries made with thinner? What, what, what would the effect be of a deep discharge um, battery, for example, in an, an average car? A deep discharge would, would, would kill your battery. For, for when you expose your car to deep discharges over a period of time, it will kill that battery. So when the battery drains completely and you come and it's drained, the moment you jump start and you can get to a safe place or something, you just have to take your battery off and make sure it is charged proper. And the charging is just that the, it's just reversing the process. Now making sure that um, the sulfuric acid gets back to its normal content in the the, the, the battery. Okay. So. How often? How often can you? charge your battery how often should you charge your battery um what 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 are advices probably when you leave when it drains and you you have to charge it after it drains completely you understand but as to how often uh, it's not advisable to make to also leave your battery to drain all the time it shortens its lifespan yeah so so if i charge my i'm i'm curious because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking if frequent charging actually kills the battery more. Frequent charging doesn't kill the battery. It's when you leave your battery to discharge frequently that is when it it kills it. So that is why the alternator is in the car. So the moment you spark, then it starts, it replenishes what's been taken off. Yeah. Okay, so, I understand now. I understand now. Let's 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 go ahead with some of the myths as well. Okay. So uh, people say. Um, my battery will explode. A battery will not explode. You say they believe the battery. There's nothing that can happen to a battery that will cause it to explode. Batteries do explode because it's a chemical reaction that goes on in the battery. It's um, lead plates of lead reacting with sulfur, hydrogen, uh, water, and all. So hydrogen gases emit from the vents. You know the difference between the old technology and the new technology is that. These sealed batteries, they are valve-regulated lead acid, VRLA. They, they, there's, a, there's a valve that controls when um, hydrogen builds up in the system, then it allows it to leave. You understand? So when you, you shouldn't go near your battery with your cigarette smoke, and it, it would explode. It won't catch a fire. It would explode. Proper. When, yes, when you expose it to flames and all that. So how is it that it's surviving in such heat? Especially when the engine is because running. Because it has vents. And the engine is not exposed to... Um, you don't have um, harmful um, um, sparks and all these things running around in the engine. But it has a vent where it allows for hydrogen gases to leave the system when there's a build-up and all. And evaporation also takes place in the, the, the battery. Itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's when when it, the, it evaporates and the um, the sulfur leaves the system and it's left with the hydrogen. Then you say your battery too has drain. It causes it to drain down. That's why I was always, I was I was saying you don't have to leave your cars parked in the sun, or you you don't have most. Of, it's, it's advisable to park your car in the shade as much as possible if you can. 
But that's a bit difficult, especially when <laughs> you go to a lot of like um, offices or like places whereby we park our cars and it's literally the sun for the whole. Yeah, day. that's why. That's why. Oh, that's these things. Does, does, does it count for the fact? Does it count for the fact that I had uh, I had bought a battery last year and this year? What could have caused my battery to die in a year? Is it that I didn't buy so many factors? Let us know because mm. <laughs> so many things account for that. Okay. Um, one, your alternator that's supposed to do the charging. If it's not charging right when you start your car, it doesn't replenish it. Your battery will die. Two, your driving habits when you park and want to listen to driving habits. No. I'm not there. So, alternator to, I fixed it. So, now let's look at, because, uh, hey, and also, you're saying you fixed your alternator. Yes. But then it means that the old one had a problem. So, the battery was dealing with your old alternator. So, that caused it when the new one came and it was, then it had to, just, your battery just had to go. Okay. So, you're saying that the old one messed yeah, yes, yes. the battery up before yes. the new one came. Yeah, yeah. But if, if the old one was... Okay. Okay. Because you said it doesn't do deep charging. Yeah. And it's just surface charging. Okay. Now I understand. Right. So I can't argue there anymore. I can't go and collect my money. All right. So what other myths should we know? Um, you say... Uh, people say... Um, uh, when you want to jumpstart somebody, I can just remove my battery and give it to him to put it on, spark his car, bring it back. That's not the right thing. That's why you have jump cables. You have to use the cables and do it the right way. And also, when you want the right way to remove your battery from your car is to take out the negative terminal first before the positive terminal. And the right way is to take out, out the, the negative, negative terminal first before the positive terminal. When I'm standing, when I open the bonnet mm -hmm. and I look at the battery terminals. Mm -hmm usually mm -hmm. which one is the negative um, the negative terminal is the smallest if you watch them carefully the negative will it probably be on my right hand cars or my left hand it differs it differs some cars oh. will come with the negative terminal on the right some of them with the negative terminal on the left basically some of depends on where the car is coming from the other uh, japanese ones different terminal position you understand yeah so the negative terminal has you you know the plus and minus for your battery right yeah so the negative terminal is the one with the minus and the positive what, terminal course, is the one with of the course. plus what if, if look, what if it's very dirty you don't, you'd like you didn't see it or you didn't look then well then you have to care for your battery and clean it make sure it's clean all the time you have to clean the battery too yes <laughs> so you take off the negative terminal first uh -huh. before the positive terminal right. and when you're fitting the battery on you put on the positive terminal first before putting the negative terminal why so you don't you, so you don't short circuit your your car you, you, when you leave a pla um, metal to touch something it could just um, you, some spark you understand it could blow a fuse in the car that's why I was also saying you don't leave your positive terminal bear like that in the engine because when it touches a part of the chassis the bonnet or something probably by rough riding driving on a rough road or something it could blow something short circuit yeah in the car you realize your car will just go off then you have to replace a fuse before you start your journey again what about what uh, yes so 
the connection to like batteries and fuses do you want to touch on that how they affect your fuses in your in your yeah a fuse is something that would you see they are there to take off when there's excess power running through a system the fuse will have to blow so it wouldn't go and destroy something that's it so when you short circuit your this thing the fuse will just go off then to keep your system still intact. running yeah so you is, just have to replace the fuse then you're just good to go is it possible for surges to happen while the engine is running when a surge is happening when the engine is running then it means the alternator is not supplying the um, electrical component with enough power you understand and the alternator to um, it's, it's it's just like a, a, a generator that's generating power for your car with coupled to the belt the pulley system and all and the alternator has two two main components the electricians will tell you the governor and the, the brushes so they tell you say oh oh brush is nashi and uh governor in so the governor is what controls the amount of charge that should enter your system and the brushes is what generates the power you understand so when your uh, brushes is not working well your brushes are not working well you realize that your battery is uh, acting some way it's not getting enough it's not getting enough charge that it requires and when your um, when your governor is messing up you realize that your we call something called um overcharging your battery is being overcharged it also kills the battery so we have um this thing that this device that you used to check is used to check the amount of volts that's given is be, is being given to the car understand? so ideally your battery is 12.6 volts when it's fully charged because you said it has six um cells yeah each 2.1 given out 2.1 yeah so okay ideally two but 2.1 maximum so when your battery is fully charged it should give you around 12.6 volts and when your alternator is working when you measure it, you would, should have around 13.5 to 14.0. Anything above 14.5, then you've entered the overcharge region. So optimal delivery should be between... 14, 14 is ideal. 14.1 to 14.5 is okay for your... When your battery is charging, when yes. your oscillator is working. Yeah. yeah 14.1 to 14.5, fine. Anything above 15 volts, it means overcharge. Your governor needs to be changed. Yeah. Okay. Let me go through some of the messages that have come in so far before we continue the conversation. This one says, I used a Sonata 2015 and my battery is still strong from all the battery tests. But it can run down just after parking it like five minutes. The alternator works well, I'm told. Uh, and so, okay. The alternator works well, I'm told. And so I always have to remove the negative terminal so as to make sure the battery does not run down if it does run down just a little bridge to the battery allows it to come back to life what should i do when it happens like that then it means something is draining the battery so we call it uh, we call it parasitic drain is happening on the battery so he has to let his um, electrician check um this connections probably he's fixed a xenon bulb or an alarm or something that's not supposed to be in the car no it's supposed to be there but it's not being fixed well so it's draining the battery when it turns off the engine oh so yeah. that's a parasitic drain drain on the battery yeah so you should check so yeah the, the 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 easiest way to check is you just take out your negative terminal try using it to touch the terminal and the battery 
pole again and you realize if it's giving out some sparks then it means something is draining yeah oh really yeah uh, shouldn't it generally spark no it shouldn't spark too much you could just see some little flickers but when it is doing proper yeah then it means something is on whilst your engine but when, before he does that you should make sure the doors are closed everything is rolled up and everything the car is logged in so you can see whether something is draining the battery when he leaves it on because when you when they tell you to take off your um, terminal when you park then it means your battery can't hold charge or something is draining it yeah oh okay hi please i have a picanto a diesel car which battery should i use uh, for a picanto diesel um if the space would allow a 13 plate is fine or 11 plates fine yeah 11 or 13 because the, the, the picantos come with a very small nine plate you understand but if the space would allow it can ac accommodate the honda crv type of battery you can just fit it there it'll be fine okay my golf 4 turbo diesel has 17 plate battery very large for more than a year now my car starts my coughs before starting <laughs> <laughs> how how is a how is how is a go for used in 17 plates is a diesel some diesels would require big, um, large power to start so it's, it's, it's oh yeah. so he says for a year now it coughs before it starts what's what's going to be the problem it could mean the battery is running low or he should check a starter Okay, it's running the starter. starter. Thank you very much, TFM. What about the heat in the bonnet if you're talking about battery? Not, uh, I asked that. Was I asked you that if the battery should not be exposed to that much heat, how is it sitting in there? So does that, does that mean that for cars that put it in the bonnet, it's safer? In the, the trunk. Hey, the trunk, did I say bonnet? The trunk. Yeah, it's safer. Yeah, it's safer that way. And they last longer than... That's what I've... Over the years selling batteries, I realized they last longer than the ones that are exposed to the heat from the engine. Uh, heat is good for the battery, but excessive heat is not good for the battery. Okay. All right. So, hi, my name is Seth. Can he go over the process of connecting and detaching the terminals from the battery again? So, when you're, when you're taking off your, term, your battery... You take out the negative terminal first before the positive terminal. And when you are putting it back on, you put your positive before the negative. Okay. Let's look at um, general maintenance. We touched on it, but I, I really want to be sure so that... So, for example, for example, if in my situation when I was stuck where I was, the battery not starting... Mm -hmm. and you realize that some people also what are, yeah now let me go myths and whatever it yeah. is what does hitting your terminal do um you see as i said earlier the battery has um the plate is divided into six it's connected by uh, bits of lead because i see people using stone stone, stone. Hit the, you yeah see, I, you are just breaking you could break your a part of the connector to the other um, cell yeah and you realize that when you do that you could break the battery and so you, you see your battery new and everything but it's not being able to give you the 12.6 volts one cell is down when you when it breaks so i always advise you don't have to hit anything against your terminal you could break it and you will not see on the in, inside that it's broken so you'll be like ah my battery is not sparking and all it's not starting my car but what's happening 
it means something is broken in there so i advise you don't have to hit anything loosen the terminal cable fit it on fit it then tighten it back yeah it okay that way. there's this thing that i also experience visually when you look at the battery there's there's a part of the battery that tells you that the indicator or the magic eye ah that's what they call it yeah. tells you that it's it's when strong it's green, enough it's a ball there it's a tube with a it's a hydrometer basically so it's a green uh, when it's the ball shifts and enters there it's green then when it moves out it's uh, dark or white then it means you have to replace your battery um that's to indicate the state of charge of the battery the electrolyte the acid in the the charge but you people you you have this issue where they say uh, i've used the battery for some time now and uh, it's not starting but the indicator shows green Pam- i had that i opened this house like, ah it shows green why is it not starting mm-hmm. what is wrong so i automatically went into the like the possible fact that it could be the alternator so how does it show green and still be drained it could be that the ball is stuck in there or um your 12 you see it's just reading one particular cell the middle one it could be that that one is okay the other ones are not fine there's a problem with the other ones so it can't give you your 12 volts in order to start your car okay and how does the ball get stuck i, I was was what, what could happen to it because of expansion and contraction when cool comes cool so, so and it's there most of the time when the battery by the time the battery is made so you realize that it's green 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 so probably it's, got, it's gotten used to it and it's stuck there it can't come but when you shake it you move it and you shake the battery you realize it will leave is this is this okay to shake the battery when you want to check yeah you can shake your battery when you want to check the whether your ball is just it's, there because of, okay yeah, not stuck or, or it's not stuck there okay um this one says good afternoon guys please how do you tell the size of a battery say 11 13 that kind of thing it's the amps that would you would use to determine uh, how do you see where it's written on the battery it's written on the battery you have to do it for some time to be able to but you'd see the you see cold cranking amps and you see amps of the battery from 36 amps 40 66 75 90 120 150 that's what is used to calculate the arms of a battery the plates of a battery not just by looking at the size now before we go we have about eight minutes let's look at the alternator in relation to battery life yeah so um a brief issue of alternators. Alternators came into use um, because after the Second World War, when the military, when they were fighting the war, uh, military vehicles needed something to power their radio, sig- send their radio signals, and they realized it was draining the battery. So they needed something to charge the battery when they are doing, they are using the other things in the car. So it was after the war that then cars started using manufacturers started adding them to cars so um it is to charge the battery and to make sure that the electrical systems in the car are running perfect so when and people also mistaken uh, a faulty battery with uh, a faulty alternator there are some signs that show that your battery is good or your alternator is messing up 
So your alternator in relation to battery. When you realize that your lights are dimming when you are driving, or they can't stay on, your radio can't stay on when your engine is running, you should know that it's the alternator. When you realize that um, you you okay, you would park your engine is on, you take off the negative terminal, your engine goes off. It can't there's no supply. It's a battery that's running the system. So when you take it off, you realize that your alternator is messing up. <coughs> so the alternator, that's the job of the alternator. Yeah. So you have to care for it too, like the way you care for your battery. What are some of the things that we, we need to do? Because you, you mentioned the, the history of it. What, what, what's the component? How do you know your alternator is even working properly? That's the, you have to check it with a voltmeter what I do when I fix a battery. So just buying a battery doesn't solve it. It could be that is your alternator that drained the battery. So you have to make sure that wherever you are buying your battery from, they check and to see if your alternator is fine. So when I give, anytime I'm selling a battery, the first thing I do is to assess the alternator before I sell the battery. Because there are some cases where you realize that if you should sell the battery to the person, give the person a warranty, he will go and come back because the alternator will mess up the battery again. And to check whether the alternator is good, it will give you some signs, like what I said. You're driving and your lights are dimming, your radio is not staying on, you can hear some noises. And then after some time, you realize that your battery, you can hear some smell like some rotten eggs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Then you know your alternator is not charging or it's not working well. But to check for an alternator uh, whether the alternator is working and to check whether it's giving off the right amount of volts and all you need your um, voltmeter to check any other thing they would, they, people do this thing that they'll spark the car take off the negative terminal to check whether but you have to check the exact region it could be that it's overcharging or it's undercharging okay so the voltmeter is, should everybody have a voltmeter in their car or what no you you have to that's what you have to buy from me <laughs> <laughs> okay now I, i'm 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 okay also curious what happens for example you think you've bought a new battery but then it doesn't last uh, yeah how, it, how okay it so it could be uh -huh. that you bought a new battery but it stayed on the person's shelf for a very long time and so the plates in the battery start to harden you understand so when they harden like that, you would use a battery, it wouldn't last and you would have to... You can't even tell? You can't tell. Yeah, so you have to buy from me. That's why you have to buy from me. Because okay. I'll give you <laughs> fresh batteries all the time. <laughs> okay. And uh, how, how, do we, how do we, for example, spot um, fakes? With any other markets, there, there are fake brands uh, all over because people want to make money, quick money and all. Yeah. So, uh, to spotting a fake battery is quite difficult to the layman. But it's, if you've done it for a very long, it's your business, you would know. But to you, because people would remove, take a battery, a low-grade battery, and put a sticker of a known brand on it, wrap it around the rubber, and tell you, say, it's a brand new battery, it's from this, uh, from this, I don't want to mention. Like, don't mention brands, yeah, no. Yeah, it's this brand's battery. So that's that's the thing. You end up buying a battery that's not the original brand. Yeah. So you have to buy from a trusted dealer all the time. Oh. Who is always available 247 like I am. All right. So the conversation about batteries, maintenance, how to deal with them, what they do, the alternator and all that. 
right here on the show. This is The Auto Show right here on 97.3 CTFM. And a quick reminder, Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range as a Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20. A fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age resistance technology for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or viscosity grade in its class. Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases your oil change interval, extends or ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects your emission control system and reduces the release of harmful emission emissions into the environment total quartz 9000 future gf5 0w20 delivers beyond performance total quartz engine oil keep your engine younger for longer and it's time for us to walk out of the studio we're gonna wrap up whatever we've learned today in summary what would you say what i'll say is take care of your battery so it wouldn't leave you when you least expect and also make sure your battery is well maintained when you're home in the over the weekend you're not doing anything just try clean your battery make sure the terminals are well fixed it's well fitted in a bat- uh, the battery compartment is well shaken and also buy from them but me okay uh, <laughs> the best deals on car batteries and i'm available two four seven okay so with with the, that um whitish thing that you see yes yeah, sulfation it's, oh yeah, yeah. It's when the plates of the ins- inside the ba- the lead plates in the battery become hard. Yeah, that's when you have sulfation. It's when you your battery is not really charged after it's discharged when the it's lost power. When you allow your alternator to charge your battery, it would sulfate over a period of time. So you have to that's as I said earlier on. You have to let sh- um, leave your battery on charge with the right battery charger. Right. Okay. So we've learned today all about the batteries, and it's time for us uh, to walk out of the studio and make way for Sports Flash. We're going to be back next week with more on the Auto Show conversations that matter to you. Come your way every week right here on 97.3 City FM. Thank you very much, Daniel. And uh, we're going to be here next week with another conversation that matters to you. In the meantime, well, it's adios for now. Told her old man now And with the radio blast and go